Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Hello, this is Carl Cox with the Measure Success Podcast, where we talk with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. This is going to be a different episode than typical. I was recently looking back, and here we are on our 77th episode, and I was curious, so what is the best, most downloaded episode that we've had of all time. And that is a Chris Rani of, of Fireflies. And he's a CEO there and founder. And he is actually on the line right now. He is traveling about, so couldn't have his video, but you're going to get to hear Chris. Welcome to this very short snippet update to our Measure Success podcast. I'm excited. Thanks, Carl. It's great to reconnect after a few months. Yeah. So giving everybody just a quick little, what fire I'll say my side and then Chris, you could do your side. And then we're going to talk about the updates. If, if you're, if you're on a podcast with me right now on zoom, it's being recorded by AI fireflies. And so all of my meetings that I do on zoom gets automatically recorded. Those that are appropriately recorded. And we, we, all my notes are taken care of all the information. I could just share that with the people that I'm with and it adds just a tremendous amount of value. And so we, I'm not spending my time focused on writing notes. I could focus my time actually listening and engaging with those I'm with on a regular basis. And your product, Krish, has gotten better since we last talked. It was five months and we did this, this last recording, which we were just joking about just a few minutes ago is like five years in software time. And one of the small little values is, is that I used in the past have to write the names of the guests who are on it. And now it automatically updates for me. So Chris, thank you for that update. Chris, why don't you share a little bit of just the major changes that have been going on over this past five months? Yeah. Wow. So five months is like five years at a startup and uh, lots of updates, some of which you've mentioned, you mentioned that I hadn't even thought about because, you know, we're just going, going, going all the time. But yeah, like you said, one of the big changes we had recently was detecting speakers on your Zoom meetings. So now you don't have to like edit the speaker names. It can be automatically detected. I was thinking about our last podcast and what were some of the things I was excited about that were coming live and some of them that are actually now, now live as well. So one is video recording. Now we can record video on the business tier, both the screen. So now you can see, you can listen and you can hear. Right. You can do all three things on Fireflies. So video has been a big, big thing for us. You can also transcribe video files on Fireflies now. So that's another new thing that cool. we have. New summary capability for teams so that it writes summaries like a human. It's finally out in production for teams and it's going to be rolled out to the rest of the customer base gradually, but it is live now for small, small amounts of users. Yeah. Analytics has been another big thing. We made a huge overhaul on conversation intelligence and analytics. So now we're building out the product to be like a platform, right? It's not just a feature. It's not just a functionality. It's not a tool, but how do we make it an end-to-end -end platform for teams to use? So that's been something that we've been very cognizant of and what we've been driving. And then there's also challenges that come along the way, right? Like unknown issues, incidents, you're always tripped up by new surprises. So we, we also do that. And that's been, yeah, we've, we've had some situations where we've had to not just build and release new things, but deal with. Uh, challenges along the way. So definitely been a very eventful couple months. Yeah. And Chris, I just want to thank you so much for even taking a few minutes with me. I, I sent um, any, uh, Chris, you an email Monday and you got back to me, but the email was two 
Wednesday, 1.47 a.m. <laughs> you're like, I can't meet with you those times, but I can meet you through the short little window. And so I appreciate you making this time. You've been doing some runs. You've been doing hyper sprints where you've been saying you've been doing major transformations and some things that would take three months and you're doing it like, or a month and you're doing it in like a few days. What are some examples of some of those improvements that you've been making where your team has the expertise to actually add that value? Yeah, surprisingly, I find that 2 a.m. dealing with emails is probably the best, most efficient time. So I just get caught up on a lot of emails around 2 a.m. in the morning. So I, I saw that last night and I'm like, okay, I, I should figure out a time for us to think because our last conversation was like so awesome. Yeah, you know, I can give like one example we had about a week ago and credit, full credit to everyone on the engineering team and each and every person that pulled together. We had a situation where one of our Elasticsearch providers, so search is a big part of Firefly, they were impacted upstream by their service provider. And all of a sudden the service went down at nine at night, right? It's not going to impact a lot of people in the US time zones, but definitely there's, we have customers globally. So we're 24 seven operations. And uh, we were waiting on them for a resolution. Usually when, you know, some of these service services go down, they come back up in like an hour or two hours. And it was like several hours and we knew something was up. And what ended up happening was the company was completely overboard. Uh, they were in really like deep, deep trouble and uh, weren't gonna come back anytime soon. And so we had depended on this vendor for a long time and they've been pretty good for a long time. So now we're here and we're gonna have customers that are gonna be impacted where they won't be able to access their notebook or see everything in their notebook, right? And then you start seeing support tickets come in and then our support team starts asking what's going on. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy incident, but we had like a 24 hour on call where people were joining in and out of meetings. So I was in that on call till maybe 4am in the morning. And then my co-founder and the rest of our engineering team and leadership stepped in at like seven, eight in the, in the morning. And they worked continuously to get it resolved. And what would have usually taken, you know, several weeks of work, maybe even months of work, we had to do that migration in a moment of hours and uh, build our own Elasticsearch functionality and you know start supporting it. And in the meantime, while there's a downtime, we have to come up with an ad hoc solution, right? Like you have to figure out how can you minimize the impact? So we had to like first figure out a short-term fix and then we had to figure out a long-term fix because ultimately at the end of the day, what matters is what the customer sees, right? They're not gonna care that some service provider or some vendor was impacted. But yeah, you have situations like that. It's hard to sit and explain to a customer, hey, this is the reason why give us some slack. No, no, no one's going to give you slack for anything. <laughs> so we have to just, you know, buckle up and take care of it. And it was amazing though. I have to say amazing to see so many different teams come together, pull together, like across the org to come and solve those challenges. And uh, those are the times when you get closer as a team as well. Yeah. There, you're first of all, congratulations, once again, your team. I love to hear when people can overcome such big obstacles so quickly. And, and you took something that was a problem and you've now created an opportunity out of it, right? You have more now control over the situation. You're in a better situation before. Your story reminds me of the book Blitzscaling. I don't know if you've got a chance with Chris Yeh and Reed Hoffman, but it's just, you're living it. You know, you're living that experience of where once again, five months is five years, and but it can be done, right? There, it's only the select few that actually pull it off, but it's awesome to hear your story. And I can't wait for people to hear, rehear if they haven't heard it for the first time, your existing story. And, and as I told you, 
Coach, I'm going to continue to promote you guys like I do all the time of, of the value you bring for us at 40 Strategy as we're talking with guests and, and partners and prospects and clients on a regular basis. You've made my life easier. And so I continuously promote and talk about Fireflies on a regular basis on what a value you're doing out there for what they can do for them as well. So thank you, Krish. Thank you. No, that means a lot. And you, you folks like you that support us are the reason why we, we push ourselves every day. And we know we can get a little better each and every day. So that's, that's our biggest motivation. And yep, I read Blitzscaling. And uh, something that really stuck with me from that book is there's always going to be a fire. In fact, there's going to be multiple fires. And some fires, you need to let them keep going and fix the biggest fires. My personality trait is like, I want to fix everything. I want everything to be perfect. But that's tough because there's sometimes you'll see all these little imperfections and you have to let it go. So you can focus on the bigger things, the bigger impacting things and prioritize. But yeah, there, there are challenges like which make entrepreneurship like nothing else, right? Because there'll be days where you feel like you're on top of the world and you can conquer anything. And there'll be days where you're like, oh, why are we doing this? Like, do we have to like put ourselves through this much chaos? But it's the learnings like you, you learn. And, you know, I, I tell that to every person that gets into this you will learn 10 years worth of stuff that you would do at a corporate job. You'll learn that in a year, like in, in a year or two, you'll have that 10 years worth of wisdom, battle scars, good experiences, bad experiences, everything. You just become a lot more wise as an individual. And it's definitely shaped us in these last couple of years. That is great wisdom. So Chris, for the sake of time, I'm gonna, we're going to be letting you go. But once again, thank you so much for the short little preview to the previous review that we did. This is going to be great. And once again, I look forward to continuing our relationship and what, once again, whatever you can do to help promote you. We love what you're doing, Chris. Thank you. No, thanks so much, Carl. And we can't wait. And we'll get you guys access to all the new stuff as well. So thank you for being a big, big supporter of us and uh, looking forward to keeping that going. Great. And to all of our guests, continue listening for the next stages because I'm, I'm sure you're going to listen more for what Chris is doing. And please check out at Fireflies, look up their information to find out more. This episode is brought to you by Gear Up Sports. Gear Up Sports does our swag that we have, as you can see here. All of our guests at the Measure Sets podcast, all the guests get this gear. And then also what they do is they actually, their focus is on helping out youth sports, get the youth equipment, or they're one of the top providers of that, meaning for apparel. And then on top of that, they also, with distributed workforces like Fireflies AI, you can actually get get gear and have it brought directly to their house with actually be have to manage it. It could all be done online. So anyways, you want to learn about them. It's gearupwithus.com. And with that, get to introduce our guest today, Krish. Krish is the co-founder and CEO of fireflies.ai. He graduated from UPenn and he started as one of the youngest project managers at Microsoft. He led projects around customer voice and growth engineering. And he guest lectured at Stanford on deep learning and ML. He's also a early stage startup advisor. Krish, welcome to the Measure Success Podcast. Thanks, Carl. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, how this all came about was that's pretty cool. I am a Fireflies customer and I got referred to to use Fireflies. I said, this is going to make your life better. Matter of fact, Fireflies is recording this actual podcast, which is fantastic. And we've used Fireflies for us for actually helping myself save time when we are talking with our clients on a regular basis, Fireflies is recording our Zoom recordings on a regular that we can provide that information direct to our clients. And I could do this all in less than a minute. And it's a lovely tool and our clients love it. 
because those who really want to review all the content that we provide on a regular basis, they can re-record, they can see, they can even listen to it again so easily. And I don't even have to record Zoom to do this. It literally is in the background recording this whole area. I've gave my little why I think Firefly is amazing, Chris. Chris, why don't you tell the audience a little bit more about Firefly's AI? For sure. No, thank you for that strong recommendation. And we absolutely love it when customers that use Fireflies are vocal about it and have positive things to share. Uh, I think one of the best feelings is when I am attending a founder's event or a meeting with complete strangers in the room. And when I say like, oh, I'm part of Fireflies and they're like, oh, I've seen that on my meeting before I actually start using it. And so like, you know, Fireflies has more reach and then you're getting to meet people through that. It's always a great conversation starter. So that warms me up. Yeah. So a little bit about what Fireflies is in a nut. It is a AI meeting assistant. It joins your video conferencing platforms across Zoom, WebEx, Google Meet, all the major video providers out there, uh, conferencing providers. It joins the meetings. It sits in the background like a fly on a wall. It takes notes. It transcribes meetings, makes it easily searchable. You get insights, recaps afterwards, as well as summaries. We're doing a whole bunch of cool things right now with summaries and using like, you know, state-of-the-art like NLP tools like GPT-3 to make those summaries valuable. And our whole goal is you should be able to go through a one-hour meeting in five minutes or less. And that's what our entire premise was when we started Fireflies, because we all have too many meetings. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm kind of curious from how many people or roughly, I don't know how much you could give out or not give out information in terms of statistics, but how many users are out there using Fireflies today and, and, and what type of rate have you been growing at? Because I, I've been running it more and more too. People are, there is this natural curiosity, like who is this Fireflies person that popped up, you know? So just tell us a little bit about how your growth has been and, and um, what's been happening from that perspective. Yeah. So we've been actually working on the technology since 2019 and we launched, did our official rollout in 2020, January, 2020. So right before the pandemic took over and everyone went remote. So I would definitely say with the acceleration of Zoom and remote adoption, you know, we were lucky on the timing. It's not like, you know, we could have predicted what had happened. And we went from doing, you know, a handful of meetings between myself, my teammates and a few other customers to now it's spread over tens of thousands of organizations. It's been used in meetings with several million people and uh, takes notes and sends recaps to people. So that flywheel has been working. We've spent little to no, as far as I, I know, like on marketing in terms of paid marketing or any of that. A lot of it had been organic at the time when we had started. And uh, word of mouth, people talking about Fireflies when it's on the meetings. And then people getting that magical moment, the moment they get that recap afterwards. So our whole premise was around, hey, can we get you value before you even sign up for Fireflies? And that that's how it started and spread. And I think it's used in, you know, a good amount of Fortune 500 as well. So it's all been bottoms up and it's been a very exciting thing to see and just, you know, compound over time. That's right. So I, I am curious, we had some discussions earlier when we were from, from your side talking about some of the future parts, right? So once again, just if people understand what's going on, literally our conversation is being recorded in the background and I'll be able to send out a quick little template to, or just literally a link. I do a copy link typically is what I do. And I send that off to my clients and they could get access to that link. But I also could send them a PDF. I could send them a Word document. They can go through and do searchable areas to see what's taking place. And once again, the value is they get to see that, which is, once again, I love it that they're happier with the meetings, if that makes sense on a regular. 
I am, we, we talked a little bit about some of your roadmap type efforts, right? You know, so of like new things that you're working on that's going to blow people away, like things that they didn't expect is going to be easier. What are some of those things that that are, excite you and excite potential, you know, clients that you have of the next thing? Yeah, I think summaries is like the state of summaries today, right? What Fireflies does and probably like other tools, they're going to extract snippets from conversations, pull out and extract exact phrases. The first principal problem here is that sometimes those are taken out of context. It helps. It gives you quick highlights. But how do we do real summaries? Meaning how can we have the AI paraphrase sentences and notes like a human would, right? You take, you know, 20 pages of transcript, how can you actually summarize that, condense it down, rephrase it? So that's where that gets really interesting because now the system has to get creative. It has to be generative, right? And so we are working on a few things that are going to be rolling out very soon. We're already using it internally within the team and it's, it's pretty good so far. But when I read those summaries, I'm like, did a human write that or did the machine write that? Because the style, the language, uh, the way that it's written feels like a human would. And so that human style summary or paraphrase summaries and synopsis is something that we're, you know, very excited to roll out. And it's just like, you know, you come out of a meeting, you're able to see that instantly. And then you're like, wow, that actually gets the most of the gist of the meeting. Right. So that's been a big thing for us. And again, the whole value is like, if I read that synopsis, am I going to at least recall or jog my memory very quickly? And yeah, that's, that's, we've gone through a lot of iterations with these summaries, this new summary model. And I think like an advancement of that and in the far future that we could think about is, can we get the AI to write notes the way that I write notes, right? Or the way you write notes. So if I'm taking notes or taking like important tidbits down, can we have the system replicate that exact same thing? And that would be, I think the holy grail, right? Because your personal assistant like learns from your feedback and like tries to be more like you in a way. So I think that would be very cool if we can do that. I think with the technology, the ML models, that is possible. It's not, it's not too far away in the distant future. Wow. Wow. How else do you see just, you know, what I'm, you know, from the side you hear from clients on a regular basis, how is it, what are the common practical areas are they using it on a regular basis to help make them be more productive? Yeah. So the nice thing about fireflies and what lends to our, this land and expand strategy as well is a particular industry or a particular persona doesn't use fireflies. Everyone uses it. So whether I'm in sales, whether I'm in consulting, whether I'm in coaching, whether I'm in recruiting. So there is infinite possibilities in terms of how people can use it. Like Zoom is not just used by salespeople on external meetings. It's used internally. It's used by ops. It's used by everybody. So we're fascinated to see the different use cases people come up with. And even as our team grows, I've been very curious how our teammates use Fireflies. So one example that I hadn't realized how effective Fireflies is for is when I'm onboarding new employees. So, you know, there are different tools out there called like learning management systems and stuff to just onboard employees. And one of the things we do at Fireflies is if I've had important conversations, they're all saved to my notebook. And when a new hire comes on, I tell them, hey, just go listen to these recaps, review these like four, five, six meetings, and you'll be up to speed on what your org or team is working on. And that helps me not have to save things 10 times, 20 times. And imagine if you're hiring 
20 people, you're going to have to do that onboarding process 20 times over. So from there, as a manager, as someone on the leadership team, it saves us a tremendous amount of time. And it also drives that company culture of transparency, getting people on the same page. Sometimes disagreements happen, right? Like because people are missing context. And with Fireflies, they can actually go back and, you know, look at why a decision was made, right? Why did Bob on my team say a particular thing or Kim go with this decision three months ago? All of that, we have a system of record for all our meetings. And that's been a very powerful use case just around onboarding. And any industry, right? It doesn't matter if you're in software, whether you're in real estate, it doesn't matter. Like any industry, that sort of stuff is very, very valuable. Another thing that I've seen as like for myself is I've had a meeting two years ago with a vendor. We're revisiting that vendor and deciding if I want to, you know, go ahead with them and switch over to them, right? That's as an example. And before that meeting, I get a little reminder from Fireflies saying, hey, you met with this person some time back. Notice you're meeting with them again. Here's your recap from last time. So it's like a little helpful reminder notification. So 10 minutes before my meeting starts, I go through, I skim through the recap. I have all the contacts. And when I get on that conversation, I felt really prepared. But more importantly, the other person felt like I had this amazing memory when in reality Fireflies helped me. And it helped me connect on a better level with, with, with that person. So even from a, like a relationship management point of view, I thought that was something that was, that stood out for me. And I've hear, heard similar things from other customers and I'm like, wow, okay. These use cases, there's a common pattern around that, right? So relationship building, onboarding, even if I'm like training folks, the nice thing about Fireflies is I can leave comments at different parts of the transcript or the audio. So just like how I would give feedback if someone wrote a draft in Google Docs, I can do that inside the Fireflies notepad. And that way people can just go right in and then review the comments like, hey, next time you're on a call with someone, you should frame it like this, or you should phrase it like this. Actually, we have this feature, so you need to mention it this way. So I'm able to give on the spot coaching to my teammates and feedback and advice. And that doesn't have to be a long email thread. That doesn't have to be like another separate meeting that I have to set up. Uh, in that regard, it also helps save time. One of the ways we internally operate is we try to have as little meetings as possible. And because we're a fully remote team across almost six or seven different time zones, it makes it hard for everyone to gather in one place. So if I can't attend a meeting, Fireflies attends it on my behalf, and then I can review it afterwards. Or if someone wasn't able to make the meeting, they got the recap that they can look into. And this significantly reduces the need for the repeat meetings or guys, we can't have this until we have everyone in the room. Like that, we don't have that anymore, right? And so that's also been another handy example of how we use Fireflies. All right, so I'd like to ask the question from the business. First of all, great insights. I love it how these different, you, you share with me, so like, I need to start doing some of these things that you're doing. So thank you for sharing that. I, just a quick, is there any thought down the road of incorporating video since where are you on from that perspective? Is that, is that a part of it? Cause right now it's all voice, you know, that I see today. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. So we are going to be doing video soon. It's actually, in fact, I was on a meeting earlier where we were just discussing the roadmap of it. So it is, it is going to be video recording will be supported along with audio. And so you'll be able to see video in the dashboard as well. I know it's been a heavily requested feature from our teammates. So we are going to be doing that. We will also be integrating with other screen recorder tools out there so that you will be able to like sync that into Fireflies. So one of the things we're working on is with Loom 
And so that if you're doing any quick async video recordings, we'll capture both the audio and the video over time. And so our goal is we're starting with meetings, but we want to be able to help get your entire org's voice conversations in one central place. So that's where all this knowledge is, right? Your organization's knowledge is buried around audio and voice. And so just like how you know, Dropbox did that with files or Slack did that with messages, we want to be able to do that with all your voice conversations, whether that is live meetings, whether that's phone calls, whether it's async video recordings that you're doing, because a lot of people are using tools like Loom and you know, Slack has their own tool as well, where they're doing you know, quick recording clips and stuff. Now that gets lost, right? So how do you organize? How do you search through that? How do you make that accessible? We want to be that all-in-one workspace for anything that's audio for an organization. Nice. That's cool. As well as video soon. <laughs> yeah, I love it. No, I love it. Thank you. I'm, I'm super happy to hear that you're, you're looking ahead to that from the roadmap perspective. So how do you measure success today in your business? Yeah, for us, success is in terms of allowing people to buy the way that they want to. So everything is transparent from pricing to the features to you getting to try it out and get access. In fact, we're working more towards giving people more access, more transcription credits. We're actually like removing certain limits on like how much you can use it. Like, I believe that the more value you can give to people and the more that they can use it and the more that they can share it, that is like going to be the long-term goal and value. Like it should be stupid simple to use and not have to worry about it. And keeping it affordable is also really important because we want to price for scale because there are other enterprise platforms that will be pricing $150 per seat, like $200 per seat. Whereas for Fireflies, we want it to be affordable. Like when people say like, why am I getting almost everything that this $150 per seat product has for $10 a month or you know $20 a month? The real focus is that we want it to be usable by every person in an organization. And when you have those high enterprise price points and you have a sales team that you have to talk to before you can even use the product and they like, you know, paywall or gate the demo, right? Before, unless you fill out a form, we didn't want to go that way. Like our belief was we want to be product led. And our philosophy is that you should be able to try, you should be able to use and get value and then decide if you want to swipe your credit card and use it. So whether it's a one person solo entrepreneur to a thousand, 10,000 person team, we want to build the process in a way that you get to experience fireflies and buy the way that you want. So for us, value is all about you know, making that self-service experience great. There's obviously a lot of work that we need to do on, uh, on all the different parts of the funnel. That's always a continuing process, but getting people to that magical moment, that aha moment when they see fireflies on a meeting or when they get their first recap or when they review the transcript and they tell us like, this is actually really, really accurate or this search feature, let me just filter down to all the key tasks for my meeting. Like we want to get that aha moment to people as quickly as possible. So that's how we measure value. And then everything else follows, right? Whether it's revenue, whether it's customers, whether it's marketing, all of that is led by this product strategy. I think it's an excellent strategy, first of all. Love hearing that. And it, being myself, been with, been with many so software companies in the past, understanding who you are, what you've determined, which is product, and also understanding who you can serve gets that price to the right point and that allows for scale. So I love that synergy, right? And that'll definitely serve you well in the future as you move towards it and help you become ideally the category, right? You know, as you, as you move forward with this, what did you learn in a personal aspect of being a, you know, th this is not an easy venture what you're doing right now. You know, I don't know how much you get to sleep. <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> happening from that perspective. What have you learned on a personal level that 
you've been surprised about on start helping to start up this company and get it to the stage where it is now and, and where you could see it potentially could go? Yeah. So when my co-founder and I started Fireflies, we were in our early 20s. Uh, I just had a little bit of experience at Microsoft, a little over a year. That's about it. And what was this guy, this 22-year-old guy going to do building enterprise software, like without really understanding what an enterprise is like and how organizations function, right? And so that was a very interesting experience for us. We didn't know like what Salesforce was. We didn't know how, how people use CRMs. We don't know how business process workflows happen. So for us, we had to learn all of that over time. And I think that domain expertise can be learned over time, especially in SaaS. Some of the things that we do today, maybe a decade ago, would require 10 PhDs. Today, you can, there's a lot of these tools, like there's a lot of education. So things can be like taught. Like I think what that's helped us understand is any problem can be broken down into small, simple steps. And your biggest strength as an entrepreneur is trying to be as customer obsessed as possible and understand how would a customer want to buy or use the product, right? And so we, we didn't know like, okay, you have to go through these vendors, you have to go through this entire process and like this bureaucracy to sell the product to the enterprise. So we felt that like, we want to get quick feedback. We want to get people to use it. We can always sell top down, you know, that's something that we can go, but you know, we had to like stick with our guns because the advice we got in the early days was this is a great product, but you know, it's, it's a new category. So the best thing you can do is laser focus on a single vertical, you know, go to the customer that's going to pay the highest amount of money, build a massive sales force and like knock on doors, right? Like that's, that was the advice we were given. And both my co-founder and I are both product technical founders. So it was harder to resonate with that to a certain extent. And we tried it. Right. And that's where we, we felt like we wasted some time doing some things that we knew internally wasn't the, wasn't fully aligned with what we wanted to do. So I think taking advice with a grain of salt, knowing yourself well, and then also you start developing this heuristic, whether it's for product or whether it's for hiring or whether it's the investors you pick, the advisors you pick. So it's like, you're never going to be like hundred percent right, but you start developing that sixth sense through experience and pattern. So we all make mistakes when we hire the wrong people or we interact with certain people. We're like, wow, that was not really a good use of my time. So I think I've learned to manage my time better by saying no to things that I know, you know, if I look five steps down, 10 steps down, I know this is not going to work. I, I won't invest in, in, in doing that. So I think the biggest thing any entrepreneur can learn is to say no to things that, you know, in their gut, it doesn't feel right. And then focus on your strengths. There's always a saying, right? Like sometimes a average founder in a really good market, really good technology trends is going to succeed over an excellent founder in a bad market. So part of that is also luck, right? To find an interesting market to work on. The best co combination is your diligent, you work really hard and you're in a good market and that kind of carries you over. So I've definitely seen like peers where they went from zero to unicorns in you know, less than a couple of years. And then we're out here still trying to figure things out because it was a long journey to get to where we are today with fireflies. So I think putting all that in perspective, everyone's race is different as well. So you have to go at your own pace, but as long as you're willing to go every day, wake up and push, you know, the only person stopping you is yourself. And that 
that was like the biggest learning for me because I still am learning new things every single day from my teammates, from people outside. But yeah, long story short, it is a marathon and it's not a sprint. That's the biggest difference. Love it. No, I think great advice. I love it how you're, you're learning to, to trust your intuition, right? As you have more experience, but also to continuously learn, right? Because if, if you don't do that, especially in what you're doing, I'd be, it wouldn't work very well, right? You know, I mean, the whole, the whole aspect behind it, the, the development, the scale. I love it. I really do. I love, I love everything about what your, your company's doing, your product is doing. Of course, I like to all, ask all my guests, Krish, what is a book that has inspired you that you'd recommend for, for others that you, perhaps you've read? Yeah, I think there's a lot of conventional ones that, that are there, like from the, like the entrepreneurship circle. So I, I think like Zero to One by Peter Thiel was a very interesting book when I read that in college about how you create market dominant businesses and, you know, the way that you, I, I do believe that it's not always winner take all, but like the idea of where competition exists, where you can have better strengths and weaknesses. So I, I think that in consumer, yes, winner takes all, absolutely. But in like SaaS, there is a, I think a great set of folks, like or multiple products that can exist. Otherwise, Pipedrive, HubSpot, all those wouldn't exist if like Salesforce was, you know, leading the category. So I think that was a really interesting book for people that are just starting out with entrepreneurship, how to think about problems and how to think about like markets. Cause that's, that's definitely, I didn't go to, you know, I chose not to go to business school. Instead, I chose to do entrepreneurship. So I think this has been the best way to learn practical. The other books I think that are non-tech related that I actually absolutely love, you know, classic ones like The Art of War. That was very interesting to think like how some of these, I guess, you know, running a business at sometimes is like running a war, putting out fires every single day. But how do you think about people? How do you think about both the market, the competition, your employees? Like how do you run essentially this entity, right? And like stay sane. And what are things that you need to like navigate around that? So that's, that's always been, I always like to read books outside of technology and then try to bring those principles back. And so I like reading books in architecture, books in real estate, books like from people that have done things, right? Like there's really amazing stories I read recently of someone that went like door to door and sold hair products, right? Like perfumes and things like that. And then they ended up building a massive business around it. And if you think about it, they didn't have the internet back then. It was all like pure hustle and they're still able to do it. So we're fortunate to be in software where we have economies of scale, we have distribution. So there are certain things you can learn from everyone, right? So that's, that's my, 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 I think advice on that. And I guess, yeah, those are kind of the books that I, I can think of that I referred to in recent times. Perfect. So where, where can people learn more about fireflies.ai? I'm assuming that's the key place to go to, right? From a website perspective, is there any, anywhere else where you'd suggest them to go to learn more about your company and what you're doing? Yeah. So we're on LinkedIn. We're on our, our websites there, fireflies.ai. Go ahead, try it out. Use fireflies for free seat on meetings. I think that would be a great place. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram with the same Chris Ramanini is my handle. So yeah, I'm always, I'm getting more actively involved in the startup space, advising other startups, trying to, you know, pass it forward as much as I can. So I'm always down to talk about entrepreneurship, productivity software. You know, if you have ideas that you want to pitch or get advice on, I'll try it from whatever capacity I have to give some positive feedback. So Awesome. Yeah, that's, 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 those are the places to meet us. Well, Krish, it, <clears throat> excuse me. It has been a, a true pleasure having you on the Measure Success podcast. Thank you so much for being a guest today. Thanks, Carl. It was great.
And to everyone else who and the audience members out there, thank you for listening and wishing you the very best at measuring success. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Measure Success Podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes. Thank you.